You're listening to the Influence by Design podcast. My name is Danielle Cheel, and today I'm taking over the mic. So let's see what unfolds. My name is Samantha Riley, and this is the podcast for coaches, course creators, and experts who want to grow their influence, income, and impact to take their coaching business to a million dollars and beyond. We're going to share the latest business growth, marketing, and leadership strategies, as well as discussing how you can use your human design to create success in business and life, inside and out. Create the influence, income, and impact you need to build your business so you can create your ideal lifestyle. It's time to make a difference and scale up. This is the Influence by Design podcast. So, Samantha, I'm really excited about interviewing you. I've known you quite a long time, probably somewhere between 10 and 15 years, mm-hmm. maybe even longer, but about that length of time. When we first met, we were both a part of a business group and we were both starting out on our journey. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that we still sort of have kept in touch through these years and In one way, we've both continued a similar journey as what we were pursuing at that point in time, but we all know with age brings a lot of wisdom and a lot of life changes and a lot of experiences. So you've had a lot happen to you in those period of time, Mm -hmm. and as have I, what's happened to me is not relevant for this point in time, but what is relevant is I've learned that the more that happens to you in life, the deeper you have to self-reflect into your own life and when you self-reflect into your own life in a deeper and deeper process the more that you're able to support others Mm -hmm. and so in those intervening 15 years you've had a lot of experience that you've had to self-reflect onto your life and that in turn has turned you into the business coach that you are today. Mm -hmm. So the first question that I'd like to ask you is to share a personal experience that has been really uplifting for you during that period of time and how you think that's influenced your business coaching style. Oh, wow. What a big question out of the gate, Danielle. (laughs) I'll help you with the answer if you like to give you a time. I imagine it's getting married. (laughs) <laughs> well, that wasn't one of the things that I was thinking. But ah! it's- <laughs> okay, so I'll take that one back. And so that gives you some thinking time. No, because you're absolutely right. No, <laughs> you're absolutely right. It's been a huge change in my business because when you and I met, I was going through a transition from my traditional bricks and mortar businesses into coaching. I'd just started coaching. I'd, I'd actually left my traditional businesses, but I was sort of on that journey of trying to find my place, as we all do. Like, wouldn't it be just wonderful if we woke up and knew exactly what it was? But that's not quite the story, right? We go through this transition and, and lots of learning processes. And at that time, I was single. I was living in a brand new city. I just moved to Sydney. I didn't have you know, my close inner circle, that certainly happened and it happened through that business group that we were both in. That is where my whole inner circle came from. But, you know, when we met, I didn't have an inner circle. I was in a new city. I was 
you know, trying to navigate a divorce. I'd left two of my children back in Adelaide. Like there was so much going on as well as trying to figure my feet in the business. So definitely meeting my now husband, Leon, was a huge change in our business because when he came in, I was able to use him as a sounding board. I'm not someone that works well on my own. I'm an extrovert and extroverts, this is general, but extroverts generally need to speak out what's going on in their head and bounce ideas off people. Introverts generally are the opposite. They need to process their ideas in their head. For me, if I'm processing my ideas in my head, I actually find it really difficult to move forward. I stay stagnant for a very long time. So I think that in those those first few years were so slow because I didn't have that constant person there to bounce off. And definitely since I've got married and I just like so blessed and have so much gratitude for him not being just an amazing partner, but coming with the skills that he did from his corporate background of, you know, operations and managing huge teams and, you know, being really good at numbers and all of the things that we need to have in our business and being able to bounce that off him constantly has meant that since we've been together, that the business has grown so much faster. It's like that stone that, what's the quote? You probably know it. That a roll, is it rolling stone gathers moss? Something like that. Something like that. Yeah. yeah you know, <laughs> there's a lot more momentum. So, and lots of other reasons, you know, I'm more confident now because I've got that, that sort of that backup. Not that he does anything in particular, but it's just really nice to have someone there to go, you know, on your low days. Nice, Sam, it's okay. You've got this. You know, it's just these little things that we think are little that are actually huge. So you're dead right. It's been a huge change in my journey personally and professionally. So my takeaway from listening to that is, and you're 100% correct, there are people who are external processors and obviously you're very aware that you're a strong external processor Mm -hmm. and there are people who are internal processors It's not necessarily connected with the personality type, but yes, sometimes, many times that goes in hand in hand. But knowing that you're an external processor is a really valuable thing. And my takeaway is that that insight into yourself to know how valuable having somebody beside you that you can trust has your own back provides a massive change in somebody's journey. Mm. So I imagine when you know that that's really valuable for you, that you would actually, it would be impossible for you not to provide that same support for your externally processing clients because you're really aware what they need. A hundred percent. So that is a really amazing gift to those clients. However, you're about, before I joked with you and said I thought getting married was the highlight, you're about to say another one. I'd like to hear what that one is too. Oh, was I? Oh my goodness. Now you've put me on the spot because I don't know I was. I was really thinking. So, oh, oh, think, think, think. We don't have to. I have another question. I just didn't want you to lose the flow of. Yeah, no, I. I hadn't actually thought of anything. So let's just move on and see what comes out. Sure. So with the business of sharing the upside and how it's developed your personal skills, 
I'm going to ask the exact opposite question. Uh-huh. What is the most traumatic thing that's happened to you in that period of time? <sighs> and how has that helped you dig deep to understand the needs of other humans as well? Mm. So there is, <laughs> this is the opposite of what just happened. Three instantly came to mind. So I'm going to share all three because I think that they're really, they're all different, but someone may have gone through these. The first one was my first divorce. Well, I've only ever had one divorce, but my divorce with my first husband, because we were business partners and had been for 20 years. I married him when I was 17. So my whole adult life, I had been with this man who was also the father of my three children. So I didn't ever have the opportunity to be an adult and be on my own previously because I left school and married him all in the same year. So having someone in business, and we were fabulous business partners. We were actually better business partners than the husband and wife, in all fairness. We were very, very well suited in business. So when we separated, I felt very alone because we both had our distinct skill sets. So when all of a sudden half, 50% of the skill set of growing multi-million dollar businesses isn't there, it took away so much of my confidence because all of a sudden I felt like I knew nothing. I didn't logically think, I know 50% and I need someone else to help me. What the story that I made up in my head was, I know nothing. So that was a really, really, that was a big thing to go through. The second one was actually... Before we go on to the second one, just yeah, so that the totally. can go on to that journey, and we will go on to the second one, my takeaway from that is actually the same as the joyous one in that you're a very strong external processor mm-hmm. and you lost your external processing partner. Mm. And at that point in time, you didn't know that about yourself. Mm-hmm. and thought it was a knowledge base that was lost. Mm-hmm. But I, and we're not going to probe that on this interview, but I <laughs> say what actually was lost is what you gained in that old adage, one door closes, another door opens, in that what you lost was that support. In one way, yes, because I also did lose a skill set. Yes. So what was so fabulous about us was there was a definite skill set that he had. Now, when you are in business and someone is really, really good at something, you generally don't put a lot of your energy into it. So there was a huge learning curve to learn the skill set that I actually never had. A hundred percent. And my other takeaway from listening to that is like what we all do. I think we've all done this through at different phases of our life. And that is put, to use an adage that you were trying to think of the words, I'm trying to think of the exact same. The words of what describes this, but all your eggs in one basket. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So, you know, it's never possible to have everybody to meet your needs. And so in my journey of life, one of the things that I've always found really important when starting up with business coaches especially is that some people who are less experienced at, and looking for a business coach think that they tick all the boxes of business. Mm-hmm. And it's the ones that you know, I think it's up to the business coach sometimes because often the people that they're coaching don't have those skills for them to say, these are my strengths, these are the weaknesses, I can't tick these boxes even though they do come under the due restriction of business coaching. I love that you say that because I'm very, very open 
that if you want someone to help you pull apart your spreadsheet, to pull apart your numbers, your income, your expenses, yes, I can do it. But if you're looking for someone to help you really master that, I'm not your person. I'm definitely not your person. And I think that what you said is so relevant in that when we're looking for a coach, we really do need to ask the coach, or actually, let me rephrase that. We need to go within first and really ask ourselves, what is it that we're trying to achieve to get those major, the major outcome or the top outcome and be looking for someone to help with that. And if the rest comes, then that's great. But just understand we're all human and none of us, none of us have 100% of the knowledge and the skills. And if someone tells you that they do, run. Exactly. And what's really interesting for the client wanting to be coached, where it gets really hard for the coach, and sometimes the coach has these skills consciously, sometimes they don't have them consciously, and there's unconscious work there too, is the coach needs to work out, like the client obviously wants the best results, but what does the best results actually look like? Does it look like Mm. filling the client's weakest links Mm -hmm. or does it mean sending them to somebody else to fill the client's weakest links and just growing their strengths? And that's a really tricky thing for a coach. And when I hear your other skills, I believe that we can put all this together to work out where your client's are very fortunate that they get the most out of your life's experiences. Mm, I love that. I love that. I'd love to hear, you know, you mentioned there were three massive hiccups and you only had one big highlight. (laughs) Now we've gone so deep on that. I'm wondering if we do or if we leave it for another episode. (laughs) I'll mention them quickly because I don't want to take up like all the time because you're asking such brilliant questions. But the second one is actually another personal challenge. And I think that it's really important to understand that what happens personally in our lives affects all of our lives. It's not just that the universe doesn't know or, or, you know, we don't, we're unable to just put a part of our life into a bucket. There's not just this business bucket that sits on its own. So the second thing was making a really, really silly, very, very silly investment decision and losing a lot of money because what the repercussions of that had on my business was, again, the exact same lesson the first time, and that was I lost a lot of confidence. So it really did play out in me being very nervous to do things where generally I'm a very – I'm a high risk taker, I guess you could say, and what it did was flipped me into – oh, we won't take any risks. That's not a really great place to be when you're in business because there's risks that you have to mitigate all the time. So that one really, really played havoc. And the third one is signing a document at some point, and I won't mention what it is, but signing a document without reading it, signing a legal document without reading it. And boy, oh, has that taught me so much. I'm actually really grateful for all of those lessons, by the way, because they have all played out and given me, and this is exactly how you ask the question, have given me so much insight into how to help other people. I've often talked about look, reading your contracts on this podcast. Don't ever sign anything without reading it. If you read it and you don't understand it, get someone to help you understand it. Don't think, oh, I don't understand. I'm too embarrassed. I don't want to look silly. I'll just sign it. Like, don't, 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 don't do it. So, you know, all of these lessons are really 
how I do connect with people. And, you know, if I have a client that's coming to me and as most clients, when they come to me and they're starting something new, they are not generally super high in confidence. So I believe that through these things that have happened to me, I'm able to empathize with them a little bit more. And I think I have a really deep understanding of when to nurture them, when to give them a hug and say, you know, you're doing so well, you've got this. And when to give them a kick up the butt and go, all right, enough's enough, let's get on with this. And to be able to balance that very easily, just like my inner circle did to me while I was going through those those challenges. Which is what everybody needs in their life. But because we're addressing how your hiccups have <laughs> strengthened your business coaching skills, mm-hmm. I'm going to park the third one of reading contracts for another podcast mm-hmm. because I think there's a whole scope of a layman's and a non-lawyer input into reading and taking on contracts that would be a great mm-hmm. discussion totally. out there. You won't be surprised to know, you know, I do have a viewpoint and like you have had experience in that, so let's just mm. park that. The second point that you raised was the business of losing money mm-hmm. about investment and it's really interesting about that. Like when anybody learns, loses money, it hurts, mm-hmm. but as I explicitly say all the time, and I think more people need to hear this, there is nobody, nobody in business that hasn't lost money. Mm-hmm. 100%. And if this is the only money you lose, you're actually lucky. Yeah, really good point. Absolutely. I could not agree more. In actual fact, I think that there's, and I don't know the stats because obviously I haven't researched this. I didn't know what you were going to ask. But the highest net worth people in the world have generally, and don't quote me on the number, but I think they've been bankrupt three times. That's the average. That because to get to that level of success, there's a high risk involved, which means there's a much higher risk of failure to get the success. And I'd like to actually hone in the vocabulary there. It's not the high amount of risk that's needed to get to that level. It's the high amount of learning that needs to go on. Mm, Good. That isn't formally taught because what happens when you and, you know, losing money goes from a full spectrum of I accidentally dropped $2 down the gutter today when I went to open (laughs) my purse and paid to get on the bus to I've just lost whatever you like, 2,000, 20,000, 2 million, whatever it is. Yeah. And then there's all the shades of grey in the middle. Now, no matter which one it is, I can't imagine anybody who doesn't think, well, next time I will. Mm -hmm. Like if you lose the $2 down the drain, it's like, oh, my God, I didn't know my zip on my purse was open. (laughs) Don't think, oh, it doesn't matter. I'm just going to open my zip. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And if you're losing money at the other end, nobody, nobody does it intentionally. Mm -hmm. And where it gets really tough is that those people who go to the next level do learn about what happens differently. And those people at that level often have to have that same experience happen more than once they don't even learn the first time because it's really really hard Mm -hmm. and there's no school for that unless you're supported by a lot of other people at that same level 
Mm, I think that also this is around the art of asking yourself really good questions. So when things go wrong and whether it's, and this is all relative to whether it's a small thing or a big thing, I've learned to get really good at saying to myself, okay, this has happened, whether we say it's gone wrong or it's a failure or learning, whatever language we use, this thing has happened, removing myself and saying, what can I do differently to ensure this doesn't happen again? And earlier in my business life, that wasn't the way I would think. I would think, oh my goodness, this thing has happened and my world's falling down and these people that I have no control over are going to be thinking this bad thing about me, you know, where as I've got older and I'm going to say wiser because, you know, you and I have been in this business a long time. Age does bring wisdom to most people. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, the number of years on this planet does actually count for something. Yeah. People under 30 might not think that, but it actually does. <laughs> yes. Yes, I've really learned that. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's those good questions. Especially one's children. <laughs> <laughs> Especially. <laughs> God forbid they might think that their mothers are wise, but anyhow. <laughs> oh, I don't think it'll, I don't perceive that will ever happen, but maybe I'm putting that out into the universe, but I don't care. I love my kids anyway. They just laugh at me. But yeah, I have gotten better at asking questions. So even. Yes, it's really changed the outcome in things. So we're able to really implement things very quickly in our business when something happens, you know, doesn't go as planned. And I think that that is the best thing so that you don't need to have those awful things happen on repeat. It's like now as I'm older, I'm like, okay, I don't want to deal with that again. So what do I need to learn from that? And that is an absolutely brilliant thing for clients to know mm. because everybody would have something happen to them unexpectedly and if you know that you're being supported by somebody who can fix it quickly or give you a direction and support you and what are we going to do, nobody could ask for anything more. Mm. Can I give you a story about that? Yes, absolutely. Because I think that the this is really relevant. So I signed, I've had a client with me. She's been with me for a long time. And previous to me, she had a coach that was younger. Now this, I just want to say, this isn't an age thing. It's just a skill thing here. So with her first coach, who was very young. It was someone that had had a lot of success easily. So tried something and it worked. And we've all had those amazing things happen. However, what it meant that that person didn't have a really deep understanding of all of the other different ways that it could have worked. And as you know, there's not one way to do something. And what worked yesterday may not even work tomorrow. There's always multiple ways to get to the destination. So when she started working with me and she would say, you know, I've done X, Y, Z, and I would say, okay, but what about this piece over here? And I don't think this piece over here worked because something over there isn't quite working. And what about we tweak this and change that? And she just, she came to me like within a couple of weeks and just said, this is incredible. I didn't realize there was 20 different ways to do this one thing. And I didn't realize that we could implement those things so quickly because I'm like, okay, I could see that. Just try this. And I think that's the difference with someone that's been around for such a long time is understanding that 
the things that have happened to us that have gone wrong are not a weakness, they're a strength. And that's actually a really, really important piece to this whole puzzle. A hundred percent. And on the subject of supporting people, there's something that I learned the last time we spoke on an interview when you were interviewing me Mm -hmm. that I didn't know about your business, that naively... I just thought all business coaches are business coaches and I know you specialize in training other coaches. Is that right? Have I got that right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, I hope yes. But I've had coaches throughout my journey as well, various business coaches, and most of them, the full spectrum mm-hmm. from inexperienced to very experienced and no judgment on either because everybody brings different things to the Absolutely. table. Absolutely. Everyone does. Yeah, and it's often horses for courses. You get what you pay for. Mm -hmm. But the reason that I'm raising this is because most of them come as a one-man band Mm -hmm. without a whole team behind them. Mm -hmm. And one of the biggest takeaways that I've learned from you is this idea of how you support your clients. Mm -hmm. In other words, you're really aware of how to support them psychologically because they need to externally or internally process things. Mm -hmm. And just working out, well, I need two extra clients and unpacking how to get that. Mm -hmm. But as I started this question by when we were on the interview the other way around, I had some insight that I got the impression that you came with a whole team. So if you wanted marketing or email or whatever done, And that is actually support that goes to the next level that I believe you need to be shouting from the mountaintop. (laughs) Would you like to share with me all the different avenues of support that you give? Absolutely. And how this came about, and I know that I have mentioned it on the podcast before, but just very, very quickly is when the pandemic hit and everything shut down, My husband and I sat down and went, what can we do to support our clients through this phase? And what came up was actually something that had nothing to do with the pandemic whatsoever in that our clients and as our clients, any coaching clients, the biggest stumbling block for any clients when they're implementing something new is the actual implementation. And most programs only offer the coaching and the client gets stuck I don't know how to set up a landing page. I don't know what tech I need. I don't know how to set that automation. And that is the piece that stops them. They've got the knowledge and they can't put it into practice. So what we did because we had a small team was we just put it out to our clients. We put it out and said, okay, well, we've got this idea. The first 10 clients that put their hand up can have access to my team. We just want to trial this because it may not work. You know, we were just talking about things that do work and don't work. It may not work. We had 10 clients put their hands up on the first day. So we onboarded them. Let me tell you, it was a bit of a roller coaster for quite a while and it still can be. But as we sorted out our systems, we were able to bring on more team, more implementers and bring in more clients. So we still are not at a phase where we can just say to everyone in the whole wide world, hey, we're here and we're ready. But we do open the doors every now and again and say, hey, we've got 10 more spots, come in. And we've got content writers, we have web developers, we have automation experts, we have graphic designers, we have audio editors, 
we're just trialing behind the scenes video editors as well. So what we're trying to do is bring in all of the team that people need to be able to grow their coaching practice. Because when people come to me, they've got vast experience and very, very good at what they do. But as you're aware, your expertise and running a business are two separate skills. And most people think they're the same, but they're not. They're two separate skills. So if we can support you in building your business so that you can just get on and deliver your expertise and, you know, focus on making money and building your lifestyle and making more impact, then I'm all for that. So that's that's what we do. And that kind of wraps up our half hour. But I would like to say I couldn't think of a greater gift to any coach or anybody in business to have that full support because there's not one person in the world who is in business who doesn't want their systems to run easier. Mm-hmm. And so to have that tightened by somebody who has experience, and I hear you that you're learning, but that's how you and I learn. Like you look at other people doing it and that's how you grow your skills. Um, couldn't be a greater gift. Mm, thank you. Thank you. It's all just about intention and, you know, trying to help people as we all do in business. We do what we do to help people. So it was just how can we help more people? Well done. Thank you so much. <laughs> well, thank you, Danielle, for coming and interviewing me. It's nice to have the mic flipped because I did interview you only a couple of weeks ago and we will link that interview up in the show notes so you can hear all about Danielle's experience. You definitely need to listen to that episode because it was an amazing conversation, really, really great conversation. So, uh, yeah, Danielle, thank you for interviewing me on my podcast. Pleasure. Thanks for joining me for this episode of the Influence by Design podcast. If you want more, head over to samanthariley.global forward slash podcast for the show notes and links to today's gifts and sponsors. And if you're looking to connect with other coaches and experts who are growing and scaling their business too, come and join the Coaches Course Creators and Speakers group on Facebook. The links are all waiting for you over at samanthariley.global.